bitches love me because they know that I can rock. And it's like, bitches love me because they know that I'm on time. Bitches love me because they know that I can fuck. Bitches love me because they know that I can rhyme. Throughout the projects. Throughout the projects. Motherfucker. Yeah, it's a good song. You should listen to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 450 with a review of Free Fire. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you this week as we're talking about uh, a film about a uh, gun deal gone bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys uh, fired some guns in the past. And, uh, <laughs> Great opening question. <laughs> and uh, how do you how do you, how do you feel about guns? You ever you ever you ever do some shooting uh, for we'll say like at a range? You don't have to you know yeah. perjure yourself or whatever. Not perjure, but you know whatever the thing is where you tell bad things that you did. Yeah. Uh, no confessions here, but uh, yeah, yeah. You, what, what was your guys' experience with guns? And uh, how do you, what do you feel about them? Yeah, I mean, without incriminating myself with all the you know murder that's happened in my life, um, <laughs> I've. I've been like out to the desert a few times and shot shotguns and done a, a, like a little bit of that stuff, yeah. right? Where someone is throwing clay birdies or whatever you call them, clay pigeons, <laughs> and you fire like yeah, yeah. So somebody else pull and then something goes yeah. up and then you shoot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's know. what she said. But enough about my love life. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, hey. but enough about my last date. <laughs> but, but anyway, I've definitely done I've done that before and it was fine. But I've never. I have very little affinity for guns in general in my life. Yeah, I, I assume none of the three of us own guns. Oh, right. definitely Except for Carson, because he lives in L.A. and everybody's got guns there, right? Eey. Oh, totes, dude. It's just a crazy out here, man. Yeah, but but, but what, what is your experience with guns, Carson? I, I, do, I, I, don't, have a, I don't have a good answer for this question. Um, like, have, so, you ne- uh, have you never fired a gun, period? <laughs> what? Have you never fired a gun, period? Fired a, a paintball gun, but no, not a real gun. Gotcha. Um, I'm I'm not a man. Um, <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, I, say I don't. For the Danish girl review, <laughs> <laughs> I really uh, I really have no desire uh, to either. Oh, you know what? Actually, I take that back. I have fired a prop gun. Thank you very much. There you go. You're welcome. Back at my back during my tenure at the Los Angeles Film School, I fired the gun that was used in Terminator Two by Linda Hamilton. You may there take you a drink now. Thank you. Wow. Very nice. Um, uh, but that wasn't that wasn't real. So gotcha, Chris. What is your relationship with guns? Um, I have had family members and friends that have owned guns. I have been to gun ranges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy the occasional going out and shooting. Like you know, when you go to Vegas, you get to go mm-hmm. and do like those packages where you get a bunch of like German guns from like World War II or something, and you fire them off. And I enjoy it. I still have this like weird incredible fear of firearms like it's, it's not weird it, well no it, it, <laughs> nothing it, weird no, I, I mean from the standpoint of like i enjoy the shooting of it but like when i'm holding a gun i still have this like immense respect for the power power mm-hmm. of it and it's like i have zero desire to own a gun at all but like i i enjoy the occasional well, firing for me it's just like the burden of a thing in your hand that like you could like severely hurt yourself or someone else with yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? i mean like, it's it's the same if like if you're afraid of heights and you stand on a zip line without like a 
like if you've ever done a zip line before, you kind of walk stairs up to the very top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't get hooked in till the end. And there's this moment where there's like no railing and you're up really high and it's like I could literally die right now. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. And that, that's kind of terrifying, right? Like holding a thing, it's like if I were just dumb for five seconds, like my life would be over. Yeah, yeah. Um, a fun, funny story. Uh, when I was very little, uh, we were out at, uh, well, we'll just say I was somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't, no need to incriminate anybody else. Um, Afghanistan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But when, when I was little, we were out doing some shooting with, uh, we, had, we had done multiple days of shooting out in the desert in Arizona. And uh, my brother and I got in a fight on the car. I'm going to incriminate one person. My brother and I got in a, f- in, in a fight on the way to the shooting range. And he said he would shoot me. And uh, the day ended and we didn't get to go shooting that day simply because somebody mentioned shooting somebody else. Mm-hmm. So there we go. There, there uh, hold on. I, I, uh, can I, I have a question yes. for the group. Um, and this is really just... Um, this is really just a personal tangent, so indulge me for just a second. But um, yes, we Anna, did see Free Fire at the Alamo Fat House with the Q and A with Charlotte Copley. Charlotte Copley in person. Um, was that the I was I was gonna ask I was gonna ask because I knew you were probably just dying, chomping at the bit to spill the beans. But um, <laughs> um, no, I this is related to the movie though uh, because. Um, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Peter Griffin, you know, it really grinds my gears kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, so I have listened to various other movie related podcasts. Not gonna name names, but <laughs> wait, there are other movie podcasts. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Surprisingly, there's this thing called the internet that hosts a bunch of these things called podcasts. Um, but anyway, uh, it's just this thing that I've noticed uh, a bunch of different people uh, doing, um, and when anyone has when anyone is talking about A twenty four, which is the distributor of this movie uh, and many other great movies, there I've come across many people who have who refer to it as A two four, and it blows my mind every time, <laughs> like. N- number one because it's it's flat out incorrect like um you can go watch any award speech given by barry jenkins uh when he was doing the moonlight round and know that it's a24 not a24 but it just is so weird to me how like well isn't there like a there's like a charity or something about getting kids to read that's like 824 la like 824 or something mm, i don't know about that i feel like that might be in people's heads i don't know i've heard i've heard things sponsored by like 824 la or 824 valencia before yeah but yeah. i i just i just want to know like the 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 human behavior behind seeing like the a24 logo or it you know written out as all one and is it is it something like just because there's a letter in front of the number that it's the it throws some people off or is it because cause like you wouldn't you wouldn't go like I wouldn't go up to you and be like, guys, guys, you got to watch this badass show with Kiefer Sutherland called two four. Like you just don't like <laughs> when you see. Tw- yeah, but also in, in, in the show 24, it's about a 24 hour period. Right. There's 24 episodes. 24 yeah, I know. Hours but, past. But, like it's it's that make the, it built into the name it, it makes sense but like my apartment but, my apartment number at my apartment complex which i'm yeah. just gonna say because i'm moving out and i don't give no more fucks but uh <laughs> essentially my apartment is f223 but i i don't say f223 yeah. like they're, they're without context for how to pronounce a thing that is just a series of digits and uh, alphabetical characters like 
There's there's no there's nothing that lends to especially because the logo animates and it puts one digit one character at a time on the screen right it goes a two four and then like they all swipe in right I I feel like calling it a two four is is totally fine yeah but I don't know like, I, did you guys watch that that show uh, ninety thousand two hundred ten Beverly Hills show. <laughs> Get in. Did you type that just so you could I'm say kidding. it correctly? Yeah, was that what you were typing No, I just had to there? think about it for a second. <laughs> Every time Steven types, and it's usually during when I'm talking, it's like I'm talking with someone on, like, Time Warner customer service. <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, so my uh, internet is broken. Oh, uh, yeah, you don't. Okay, so you clearly aren't listening. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's just, that's that that's the uh, uh, yes, images Mr. I Patrick, get. Patrick, can you, uh, did you try rebooting the router? <laughs> but anyway, I mean that. But but that, but wait, but what you said, Chris, like, kind of proves my point. Is that if you see the the title of a TV show called Twenty Four, like you are accustomed to the fact that the two and four together as a number is twenty four. Like no one says two four, even if it's like an apart. Like I feel like you saying that your apartment unit is F two two three. Like that just proves the fact that there's if there's a letter in front of it, you're more likely to say it all as all individually instead of as one. Because yeah, if so it would, that was my that was exactly my point, which is why. Uh, I, but if but you say I'm two four. Okay, then then we are agreeing. But I'm saying it's funny <laughs> because I, I accept your apology, Carson. Okay, okay, good. But I'm just saying it's funny because a twenty four is clearly pronounced a twenty four, and yet people. Say still say eight two. Can we all so just I, watch I, an know. episode of Reno nine hundred eleven and just <laughs> laugh us off? Oh, I love Reno nine eleven. <laughs> I, I just never forget that. Reno nine eleven. <laughs> oh, I just want to say to our new listeners who have come. Um, we need. Th- to, thank you for joining us. <laughs> I apologize. Spoiler warning: Twitter poll. What do you think it's pronounced uh, right now? You've already told everybody that it's A24. No, I know it is. I, I know. Yeah, it is. So that's why I think it's it's uh, it's weird to me that, that people would pronounce it individually. So, Yes. Uh, thank it, you. It's actually for, from Canada originally, and it was 24, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was my thank you. That was so much great podcasting. <laughs> uh, just had to get that off my my chest. All right, well, now that we're done with that, we're going to be talking about the new film being distributed by A24 called Free Fire. <laughs> so we're going called to do- F-R-E-E-F-I-R-E. <laughs> so we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Free Fire, and then we're going to come back and give you guys a review. Here he is. A thousand apologies. Hate it when people are tardy. It's good to meet you, boys. Thanks for coming out. You didn't masturbate before you got here, did you? What? <laughs> I told you I don't want to work with anybody who's carrying a loaded weapon. Fuck the small talk. Let's buy some guns, eh? You're on a different level now. The guy who represents this merchandise, his lawn is bigger than your whole fucking country. Justine, as gorgeous as ever. Well, you've uh, put on a bit of weight. Fuck off. Check out the merch. That's not what he ordered. Fuck, really? We ordered M16s, different weapon. I'm not running a fucking pizza delivery service. Keep your shit together. You want the weapons or you don't want the weapons? Oh, let the red car the fuck down! 
Here we go. <laughs> oh, now we're cooking. We'd like to leave with our money. Uh -huh. And I'm sure that you boys would like to leave with the weapons. Fuck. Go for the case. What? You're a bird. They're not going to shoot the bird. Ah! Shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you little asshole. So that's what a fucking brain looks like. <gasps> oh, fuck! Hey, hey. Party Marte. Come on, man. It's a fever hole. I forgot who shot him I like your cardboard armor. Protection from infection. Shut the fuck. It's a fever <laughs> Tell me who hired you right now. Yeah, it's a fever hole. It was... You distract him and I leave. What? What do you? You kill all of these motherfuckers and I leave. You see my nice girl. We can't all be nice girls. All right, so that was the trailer for Free Fire. Basically, it is the story of two groups of individuals who are coming together in this warehouse to do a uh, gun deal, and uh, something goes wrong, and they spend the next 90 minutes shooting at each other, you know, just freely. <laughs> yeah. So, let's start off with you, Mr. Miller. Um, what did you think of Free Fire? So, my, my main takeaway of this movie is going to be <laughs> identical to the main takeaway of the next movie we review uh which is oh spoilers <laughs> it was campy fun but the feminist angle was a little tacked on <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> jesus christ oh my god you guys that, that isn't actually the full description um no so this this movie i uh, so we watched this in a pre-screening with uh charlotte copley uh, here in the city, and Who just by just nature, an awesome person, by the yeah, way. Yeah, like, he's just an awesome guy, and by so nature, he was, like that experience just makes you enjoy a film more, right? You're, so he was actually in person. He was there in person. Yeah, he was there in person. Was it simulcast? It yeah, clean shaven. I got a very Matthew McConaughey vibe from him, but Chris did not feel. I, it. I got he to me. He looks like Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Anyway, the, the conditions were ripe to be enjoying a movie, right? You're, you're with a crowd of people who are all there to have fun, and the main actor is there, and everyone is goofing off. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, <laughs> to me, what this movie was, was it was a bit of campy fun. I, I don't think the comparisons to Tarantino are very apt. I, I think uh, the director is going for something much more silly and lightweight. But, uh, but also, to be, to be fair, I think the trailer sells it as being very either... Uh, Tarantino or like a, like Guy Ritchie type of sure. like it definitely feels like that's what the film is going to go for. Right. I mean, so the, I think a lot trailer, of those comparisons come before people see the film. The trailer sells it more as like the the standoff pitch when really this is like gunfire from the first twenty minutes through the yeah, end of the yeah. movie. Like this is one very long fight sequence, and that's what it is. It isn't people understanding each other or having like some deep philosophical argument while they're shooting at each other. This is just people shooting at each other. Yeah. Um, and in that sense, it is much more Guy Ritchie than Tarantino. Like, this is about a bunch of people who are just there to do their job, 
who wind up screwing each other over and causing unnecessary bloodshed just because <laughs> life is random and nihilistic <laughs> and let's see how crazy this like tangle of allegiances can go to screw everybody over right that, that, that's basically the premise of the movie it's just like let's wa- wind this up and then just watch it explode yeah, yeah. um and so the only real way to judge it is like how captivating was the explosion right and and i thought it, w- it was mixed um there were a lot of times that were fun, mostly because of the the playful, hammy acting of like Shalto Copley and Army Hammer. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. those were both characters who were just a lot of fun to watch on screen. They were they were hamming it up. They were having a good time. They let themselves be completely ridiculous characters in the face of near certain death, um, and, and that kept the movie alive for me. Uh, but then at the same time, if I peel back at basic things like the geography of the movie, like how well was it choreographed? How well do you actually follow the different characters? It it, it was okay. Like, like it was totally fine, but it was not masterful either. So in the end, what I got from this was a, a fun shoot 'em up that didn't overstay its welcome for too long. It was like nice and short and it had enough engaging actors to propel it forward. But this is not the kind of movie I would care about revisiting or be like wildly recommending to anyone. It, it was just a fun shoot 'em up that ended and then it was over. And yeah, I, basically, I don't know. I don't know what to pull from that. that that's all it was. This was a this was a shoot 'em up. I don't know that it was that like artfully made or that new. It was just if there's a newness to it, it's just in the fact that it didn't try to do anything but have these characters together so they could kill each other. Yeah, yeah like, like it, it didn't even posture as being about anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so fun. I, I had a good time with it, but it was not. It was nothing that special for me. Yep, Carson, guns away. Uh, what did you think of this film? Pew pew pew. Uh, I think that um, I think it's safe to say that um, I was the most excited of the three of us about this movie. Um, Yes, I will. I will say that. I I will take a hipster (laughs) stance on this. Um, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, I think this. (laughs) I think this movie is. uh, It's like the Hateful Eight meets the end of Home Alone Two with a dash, (laughs) (laughs) with a dash of Red Eye thrown in because it's a. Underrated one location movie. (laughs) Is that like your entire comparison? Uh, Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, because uh, well, the the red eye was mostly an on the nose uh, comparison because it is a uh, underrated one location movie, also starring Killian Murphy. Um, But uh, yes, I I think that um, I mean I I had a I had a great time with this movie. I was very excited to to see. I was looking forward to seeing it and. it's weird because I mean the movie is very short. It's like ninety minutes long or something. Uh, Thank God, with... by the way. I don't think it could have survived like a two and a half hour runtime. Yeah. Right? No, if it was two no, and a half like... hours. I would need some protection from infection. Yes, I would definitely uh... need a big uh, interlude or whatever Tarantino did with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it definitely. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was designed to be anything above ninety minutes. I mean, it's like ninety minutes with credits, so it's probably like really like eighty-two minutes or something. But um, uh, I mean. To me, the movie felt like it was like 22 minutes long. Like I, I, it's so it goes by so fast that I'm convinced that I still haven't seen the movie. Like it's, <laughs> like I, I watched it. I know I watched it. I have the ticket stub, but like I, I'm still like, oh yeah, like I already saw it. Like, yeah. Um, it, and I mean, I think that that's just. Um, 
it's just the credit uh, to how how great the movie is, and um, and I think that the I think the whole thing is just perfectly cast. I do think that um, the standouts are Army Hammer and Charlton Copley. People say we're saying that Army Hammer uh, was the MVP of this movie, but I think when you have um, an unhinged Charlton Copley in your movie. Uh, I mean, you could put anybody up against him and they're not gonna even come close because just something about just really letting Charlton Copley loose with his South African accent in full effect. <laughs> uh, it just, it's almost like, it's almost like he's like the South African Danny McBride because it's like whatever, he, he can make a line that isn't funny and just sell it so hard. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just I just laugh at everything he said, and I know since I saw it on Thursday, and since then, like Sarah and I, all all we've been saying is just like this isn't a pizza delivery service, <laughs> you know. Is that, is that time... your South African accent? <laughs> yes. I think that's the chappy voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will and say so, something. Charles cannot do crimes. <laughs> every time, every time, every time, like you know, every time, like. Every time I turn around, I'd be like, "You look like you gained a little weight." Uh, you know, I, I started to sound Irish now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, funny story about his accent, though. During the Q and A, somebody was asking about like how, or no, I think uh, the the Alamo guy was asking him about how he chose to do that accent, and he does two impressions. One is like he's like, "Yeah, I didn't want to just do my normal voice, which he's talking in as he's saying it." It's like so I kind of decided to go with, and then he says his accent from the movie and like I swear to god I was like those are the same voice. Yeah. There is no difference <laughs> well, between I, I do, him in real life and his character. I do feel like his accent was toned down from like District 9 and Elysium because in those in District 9 there were like legit times where I was just like like what the fuck did he just say cuz there's a lot of like fuck you like what the fuck <laughs> you do you know you're just like huh? And I, I definitely know when we talked about Elysium we, I definitely mentioned there were a couple of times where Charlto was just so batshit crazy. That I was just like, I don't even care that I can't understand him. It's, this is funny <laughs> as fuck. Like this is hilarious. This is entertaining, you know. Yeah. And I, I almost feel like they they did the, they they had a line in this movie where he said that he was English South African, almost as a way to be like um, <laughs> he wasn't going to go full South African. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, he is uh, he's one of the. Uh, He's definitely the highlight of this movie, and uh, I don't, he probably said it during this Q&A, but I, I did read that Charlotte Copley's so committed that he actually set himself on fire for the oh, yeah. scene. Yeah, he didn't let us oh, yeah. do it. Yeah, he, he oh, talked yeah, all dude. about it. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I'd be talking about that. He said it was the very that. last thing they shot. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> for, for insurance reasons. Just in case he got fully barbecued. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, Charles Copley. Uh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> getting. Um, so yeah, uh, I, you know I, you know what uh, Steven said about the uh, I don't even know the action in this movie. Something about the action. Uh, I don't remember the exact words, but <laughs> I <laughs> great great recall. Um, blah, blah, I don't. I'm Steven Miller. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Blah, the Steven Miller. Blah, it didn't make blah, me blah, cry blah, blah, enough. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Feminist joke. Blah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that I do think that the action in this movie was masterful. Hard disagree on my mm. end because I think that 
just the the fact that it's in one location and i know every time we talk about one location movie i sound like a broken record um but i mean it's so hard to do these type of movies and i think this one really gets it right because it can become boring so easily and just the the staging of all of these sequences like I legit was becoming overwhelmed. Like I almost got a headache because I was just like thinking about how one would even approach, you know, the staging of this. Like the continuity of it has got to be just, just well, ridiculous. Carson, you'll be happy oh, to know that they shot the film scoop. in chronological order. Yeah. Well, I would imagine they did. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. But uh, but even then, like it still is like very. I feel like it was it would be very difficult to keep track of everything that's going on. Like I I feel like it was pretty impressive how they managed to keep everything flowing. And the movie does like I agree with you guys. The movie is I think uh, a, a different movie is sold in the trailers. Like the trailer makes this seem like it's some kind of like cokey Edgar Wright like you said, Guy Ritchie type of movie, um, when, when really it's not like that at all. Like, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of stretches where, um, there isn't like this, uh, frenetic style action. Like, I feel like that's what the trailer sells it on, like a very frenetic action movie, action comedy. And, um, I don't, that move, the, the movie doesn't really have that style or tone at all. Like, I think that I was actually impressed and surprised the way that it kind of like started and then stopped and then picked up again. And there are a lot, a lot of sequences where there just wasn't any music or score or anything. Um, so basically what I'm trying to say is it was way better than green room. Thank you. <laughs> um, Why do you got to keep hating on green room? <laughs> just cause I put it in my top 10 of last year. <laughs> because I always, it, it's always funny, you know, it's just like uh, talking about dicks and stuff and, Having a having our good friend Dave Klein have a laugh, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, what was I saying? Anyway, I imagine that Chris. <laughs> I think you're about to pass to me. <laughs> I think I'm having a. I think I'm having a stroke. Um, of genius. <laughs> I, I predict that Chris will either love the crap out of this movie or be like, I have problems with it. <laughs> Let me tell you all the ways. Bears. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, so I have problems with this movie. <laughs> oh. Um, so no, I, I was very, very excited to see this film. And uh, I, you know, I, I was kind of vibing on what the trailer was selling as this kind of high, high, high fast paced uh, action film about a bunch of people trying to shoot each other in one room. And as Carson has said, it, it's not really that sort of film. You know, like the trailer really, really wants you to believe that it's sort of a Tarantino slash uh, Guy Ritchie style film. And I think that maybe my expectation for that type of thing caused a problem when the film is definitely neither of those things. Like the film can't live up to the dialogue of a Tarantino film and can't live up to the style of a Guy Ritchie film. And while I agree that the film wasn't even trying to do that, it's completely the way the, the trailer was cut. I still I, I just feel that I wasn't invested enough. Like, I will praise the film for the way they caused the conflict to start. Because in a film like this where you're like a bunch of people who are, you know, sort of trying to keep cool heads and then getting um, into a situation where everybody's shooting at each other, there is – there there are bad ways to do that, right? Like, you can just have people go up and just be dumb. But, like, the 
without going into exactly the way it, it, it comes down, I totally bought the people who initiate the violence happening. I totally bought their relationship to the other characters and the, the, the cause, the, 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 the little thing that sparks the actual conflict. And like at that point in time, I was like, I mean, well, first of all, the opening dialogue of this film is terrible. Like the two guys in the van just driving and like just their conversations together. I was just like, ooh, <laughs> we are in for a bumpy ride. <laughs> this film is rough. And but like once they got to the place and started getting getting involved, I was actually kind of like secretly in my head golf clapping because I was like, okay, I I totally buy this conflict started the way it does. But I think with the exception of Charlotte Copley and Army Hammer, the rest of the characters I never really cared about. And this is a film that, to its credit, really tries to give every single character their own little bit of time to sort of shine, um, while some actors or actresses may not be like really using that to great to great uh, results it, it does feel like the film wants you to spend time with each of the characters inside of this conflict and i like that they tried to do that but i just feel that the film itself doesn't have the style the panache to like really take me along for that ride and get excited i did once again, to the film's credit, bounce back and forth between who I was sort of rooting for. Like, you know, like you immediately are like, oh, well, like, screw these guys. I hope they, they're they going to die. But then you kind of bounce between everybody. You kind of feel sorry for different characters. And you kind of even characters that you hate, you still feel bad as things are happening. Um, once again, to another thing to celebrate is like the fact that nobody I mean, Army Hammer is skilled. Mm-hmm. But he's the only person in the cast who is suppo- like uh, the only character in in this story who is supposed to actually be proficient in what he's doing. Everybody else is sort of just like wild, wildly firing into into the 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 warehouse, like doing crazy stuff. And I do genuinely like the idea of the of in a gunfight of this type, you're kind of just holding still behind whatever you think is solid cover, so you don't get shot. Like I think the film communicates the craziness of being in a gunfight like this pretty well. And and I, I like it for that. But I just think by the time the film was over, as Stephen and I were were walking back from the Alamo Fat House, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I was like, yeah, I didn't like that movie. <laughs> like it was just a thing where like by the time it was done, it was already gone. And I really, it wasn't a thing that I could celebrate in a way that a film like this, like this should have been the easiest film to please me, right? And maybe it's that we're living in a post John Wick world or something and like I <laughs> We're living in a new Schnee's world, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just there there's something about the the way the scenes are constructed and like the 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 like lack of gun fu and and just the staging of these scenes where it was like they sold me on the the craziness of being in this gun battle but didn't sell me on the carrying or the style or anything like that right it, it was it was mostly like isn't it funny when every single member of the cast gets shot like at least five times mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's and yes that is funny when somebody gets shot and they're mostly like oh that stings and then continuing to shoot versus like oh my god i'm hit like it th- there is a level of a fun like in the trailer when Army Hammer is like now we're kicking. Uh, I don't know why I messed up that word, but you know what I mean. Like like it. Like, I I had a good time with that and it was fun, but it just at the end the film just you know left me you know without a bullet to fire it something I don't know some Great sort of analogy. gun metaphor. Well, I mean I, that's why you know I referenced uh, Home Alone two. Uh, I mean specifically the end of Home Alone two since they're in that abandoned apartment building, uh, but. Uh, 
but yeah, that's why I referenced that because like it had a very slapstick vibe. It, it like, was a very slapstick gun movie. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, like yeah. very cartoony. Like I mean, people are getting shot left and right, and they might as well, you know. I mean, it's they're basically you know. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, they would have died like a long time ago, but that's the, the fun of it is to see them. It's, it's basically a, it's a live action cartoon. Yeah. Um, but, and I know the answer is probably no to this question, but I, I imagine that you guys did not go back and watch the other Ben Wheatley movies uh, that came before this, but I, uh, I figured. What are they called? <laughs> well, there's, there's High Rise and Kill List and Sightseers Basically, I, I all watched the movie. some of High Rise and I never finished it. <laughs> I well, I figured that, um, but I figured this would be the movie that uh, that would be the most mainstream that would really uh, catch on with most audiences because I do think that I do think this movie has a style. I do think he has his own singular style, and um, it's very evident in all of his movies. Um, it's it definitely isn't for everyone, um, but. It is a, a, a singular vision, and I thought, you know, this one did seem like the movie that would kind of cross all, uh, band, you know, cross into a little more of the mainstream realm, um, but then after seeing it, I was like, yeah, I don't think so, <laughs> probably not, <laughs> um, and and especially especially given the, uh, the box office performance over the weekend, I was like, yeah, I guess people just, uh, yeah, I guess people just didn't respond to it the way they thought they thought they would so um i mean it is kind of unfortunate but i mean it's not unexpected so i'm not completely uh surprised by the reactions to it i mean not just your guys reactions but i mean overall like i, I think that it seems it seems like uh i don't know it seems a given after seeing the movie it seems it makes sense but uh yeah well and especially it feels like a movie kind of like tarantino does where it's like half a reference to other things like this feels like a movie that is reacting to these uh, pressure cooker gunfight type movies and just blowing it up into slapstick proportions. Yeah, and that is like super fun and it allows a lot of scenery chewing from the stars. And I definitely think everyone is up for the task. Like, I don't think either Chris or I said that we had a dull moment watching this movie. It's like a totally fun movie. Yeah. Um, but it's just how much you take away from it probably depends on how versed you are in other movies like this and how fun you find the audacity of, of it. So like probably the average moviegoer does not, does not care what this is riffing on or isn't thinking about the staging. They're just thinking about like, okay, people, people shot each other. They were, they were funny. The twists weren't that twisty. The end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, it definitely, I mean, you know, I mentioned Green Room jokingly, but I mean, it, it does make sense. Not only because I mean they they I feel like they are comparable. Uh, not only because they're just in one location, and also distributed by A twenty four, but um, that they A24. just A two four. Sorry, how could I forget? Um, but I mean I do think that 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 movie wasn't like a. I mean that movie I feel like you can sell Green Room a little more than Free Fire. Like I I feel like that movie wasn't like a smash success or anything, but it was, it obviously connected somewhat with, with audiences. Um, and I think that, you know, obviously like something like that, you know, you can probably sell a little better than, than, than a movie like this. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, <clears throat> I don't, uh, fault them for marketing it the way that they did or trying to be like this, you know, crazy, 
like frenetic action movie um but i don't know what are you gonna do i don't know <laughs> well yeah i mean i i don't i don't fault them for that either i mean your job yeah. as the marketers of a film are trying to get as many butts in the seats as possible and that's right like, that's their job <laughs> yeah no i mean it makes sense but i just feel like that like something like green room or the witch or ex machina there's like stuff in that movie where it's like it's like you can describe it in like one thing like nazis robots witches <laughs> or satan you know something like just in a one word this is just like guns <laughs> question mark question mark one location irish uh hammer Ish. um i don't know yeah. guy from sing street uh, yeah i don't know why are we not the heads of marketing for this <laughs> Well, Do you like movies with people in them? <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Speaking of, eh, should we get to our verdicts for this film? <laughs> sure. Okay. All right, Stephen Miller. If you're going to give this a must see, a recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must avoid, what would you give it? Uh, assuming you watch it in theaters, I'm giving it a recommend with a caveat because I did have a totally good time watching this movie. It, it, it was not till after the movie when I was forced to think about how I felt. <laughs> Listen to me say I don't. <laughs> no, but no, but it, it was just like having to come up with what I thought about it. That's when I kind of realized that it left so little a mental footprint. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's a fun, rip roaring good time. And like honestly, those Guy Ritchie movies too don't leave that big a mental footprint on how me. How dare you? No, it's it's mostly the it. It isn't the same kind of slapstick, but it is like the thrill of watching everybody screw up in a catastrophic way. Yeah, and yeah. They, this movie definitely has that. I just don't think it wraps it in as neat a bow as them. It doesn't have anything in it where at the end of the movie you're going to think like, oh, shit, I have to watch this all over again now to understand what it was hinting toward. Yeah. It's just a, it's a shoot 'em up It's a fun shoot 'em up And when it's done, you can go do something else. <laughs> so <laughs> re- recommend with a caveat. <laughs> Carson, when it's you... when it's done, you can just go take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what would you give this film, Carson? Uh, I would give it. I would definitely give it a must see. I I think that this is one of these. It's one of those movies that you pull out like your your DVD copy or whatever. Like it, it's kind of like a movie. Like if you have like some some fancy like home entertainment system and people are over and you're like want to want to hear my surround sound, guys. Like it's <laughs> it's like one of those movies. You know, it's like my, it's like every, it's like when my dad got surround sound at our house and like every fucking time someone came over and he was like, have you guys heard the Eagles Hell Freezes Over DVD? Oh, my dad did that too with the Eagles Hell Freezes (laughs) Over DVD. Hell yeah. It was the Eagles and Godzilla, the Matthew Broderick movie. Those were were the two surround sound show off. What a combo, dude. Dude, that's the... I was we were we were close. We the Eagles Hell Freezes Over and Mighty Joe Young. Those were the first two DVDs <laughs> we ever Joe bought. Young. First two DVDs <sighs> ever. Um but yeah, dude, oh that, my that's god. Why, that's why Carson hated Kong so much cuz it just reminded <laughs> him too much of Mighty Joe Young. He's still traumatized I, from it as a kid. No, I'm you know what? It's funny cuz I I meant to bring up Mighty, <laughs> Mighty Joe, Joe Young. Walsh. That's the new <laughs> reference. <Nice. laughs> But yeah, I don't think that Eagles DVD has gotten more play, man. That's shit. But yeah, this is totally a movie where you throw on and be like, check out this bitch and sound system, man. Ah, <sighs> <sighs> yeah. And then you, and then you throw on like Born in China and like 4K Ultra HD and you're like, fuck yeah. 
talk about mind jizz, guys. Woo! Look at those goddamn pandas. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the fur right on them, man. Holy shit, they're cute as fuck. All right, so Jack Black uh, can't touch this shit. <laughs> Jack Black ain't got shit on these pandas. So I'm gonna give this movie a wait for rental because I think this is like this is like almost like a wait for TNT reruns like two years from now. Because wait for the film. Eagles hell freezes well, over. Don't spoil the TNT part of the movie. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I feel like this film is one of those things where like. You'll watch it when you accidentally catch it, and like give it. That was kind of fun, but it's not something that like I'm like, oh, you missed that out. Like I'll tell you, you missed out if you miss out on John Wick or or Hardcore Henry. <laughs> but uh, you know, Free Fire. I mean, I it just it, I'm not gonna push you to go see it. Mm-hmm. Definitely better than Hardcore Henry, but uh, <laughs> I think that was ex- I think that was self evident. <laughs> But From my much end. like the Eagles, hell freezes over. If you miss this movie, it's okay because it's already gone. Oh, <laughs> is it like a reference to like an Eagles song or something? Yeah, but it's feeling strong. <laughs> hey man, I fucking hate the Eagles, man. <laughs> Can we listen to anything but the fucking Eagles, man? All right, all right whatever. All right, well, <laughs> we are gonna listen to anything but the fucking Eagles because this is the end of the episode. <laughs> Um, Stephen Miller. The fucking Eagles is also chapter 34 in uh, the Return of the King movie. <laughs> uh, he, t- t- Tolkien really had a way with words. A real, a real <laughs> gift. Oh, uh, well, Stephen Miller. Put the frying pan into the fucking Eagles. <laughs> if people want to find you throughout the week, Stephen, to find more of your uh, massive knowledge of Tolkien, mm-hmm. uh, where can they do that? <laughs> you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. Carson, if people want to find you hiding from the internet, why can't they do that? <laughs> you know, you can find me on Bitches Love Me because they know that I'm on time.tumblr.com. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even know and if you... to. <laughs> and if you can... Uh, that was a... R- that was... If you get that niche reference, niche, niche, niche. What? Okay. <laughs> Niches get stitches. <laughs> I don't All know right. what we're talking about. People can find me at ChristopherRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will likely come from the soundtrack to Free Fire if that's a thing. So hopefully you're enjoying it. If not, that. Free Fallen by Tom Petty. Sure. Or, uh, I, mean, I mean, you guys haven't heard that song by uh, Mindless Self Indulgence? I called, bit- called Bitches? Or it's like, Bitches love me because I know that I can rock! Bitches love me because I know that I'm on time! Bitches love me because I know that I can fuck! Bitches love me because I know that I can rhyme! Yeah, it's a good song. You should listen to it. Oh, that's amazing. So welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And that's when all every girl listening just checked out who this fucking turd. <laughs> Gotta get my car with a diaper David on. Just like a little bit before we leave. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my car with a diaper on and drive straight to him and axe murder him in his sleep. 
There's no time for any of this, guys, because we have to go get on to our review of Colossal. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Yes. For those of you who came to the podcast recently. I'm sorry. It is usually like this. Still, still sorry. Hopefully, hopefully, please stick with us. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to go take off and record a review of Colossal. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, dude, that's one of the greatest songs ever, I think. <laughs> like... Done. 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 Done.